0: it's time for another episode of play action pass your podcast for all things fantasy football september 9th 2022 the football season has officially kicked off the bills blew away the rams did 110 spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it but if you haven't where have you been because uh, it's bill season um I'm 130 your hosts, Matt May, FF on Twitter. I'm joined fresh off a holiday and with a fresh tan by Tony. As always, Lightsight 7 and Rob, Team Best 10. Um, guys, how are you doing?
1: Yeah, I'm fresh from the holiday. Loved it. Wonderful to be back to see your face, so much. Oh, thank you, mate. Not
2: <laughs> I need a holiday. I need a holiday, especially after. So yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The old team's on holiday, probably. Yeah, haven't they? Yeah, that's that. <laughs> well, let's
0: get straight into it then. Last night's game. Um, let's have two or three of your biggest Thursday night football fancy takeaways. I mean, there's going to be plenty, plenty to get into on this game alone. But, uh, Tom, we'll go to you first. What's your
1: first thoughts? Well, <laughs> I thought the game in general was was OK for, for about three quarters. It looked quite competitive. Um, because of the Bills basically turning the ball over. If, if they didn't do that, then it, it probably would have gone out of hand earlier. Um, I was surprised by the Rams line, offensive line, to give seven sacks up to the Bills. I saw somewhere that they they didn't actually, they blitzed once in the whole game and they still got Stafford seven times. I don't know if that's true yet. I don't know if the look at that, but they didn't look like they were blitzing a lot anyway. I was surprised how... how How many times Stafford went down? That was my probably my biggest takeaway. It felt like last year he was probably standing up, surveying the defense a little bit longer. Um, Obviously, Cup still got his. You know that's not going to change. We all should have seen that coming. I think. Um, Yeah, there's a few other surprises there, but Roberto probably pick up them. But I I was surprised by the Rams' offensive line for sure. I'm worried. Yeah, Rob,
3: follow that.
2: Yeah, so um. Yeah, it was a bit one-sided. Uh, yeah, it was okay game. Um, it's always hard the first week. But I think um, from a fantasy point of view, players, if the individual, the two alarm bells for me, um, obviously the biggest one is probably, well, slightly bigger, is Cam Akers. Um, I think, yeah, it was very surprising to see Henderson take the first snap. And, you know, you expected him maybe to mix him in a little bit more, but it just didn't work out that way. And just see that Henderson was getting the line share. Um, and Acres was in the background so I don't know if there was another reason for it, whether he was still I think they both had hamstrings, but he was a full going practice so it, it, it sounds like just didn't get the nod, so worrying for people who drafted him um, and I think the only good thing from that, and I'm glad it happened, i I got Acres and I've, I've titled Acres on here a lot is that um, they lost, so they may mm-hmm. change some things uh, and I think they afterwards said uh, it was a bit of a shamble, so Maybe they change things, but it's not a good sign um, for, you know, for draft or dynasty. And then the other one for me, the big one, was, was Alan Robinson. And again, this is real. I think mean, this is big alarm bells for me. I mean, it's only one game. Shouldn't, I, I guess you shouldn't take it too much out of context, but I got a feeling I, I just think he's washed. I just don't think he's set When I looked at the game, I haven't looked at him individually, but the plays, because I've got him a couple of leagues, I just want to see him, how he sort of got away from the line. How he from man coverage, but he just did look good to me. So I think it was no surprise when people were saying last year about the bears, saying that you know Mooney was getting the blind share even when Robinson was on there, you know. And no one likes to say that he was just not trying because he wanted out. I think there's more to it, and I'm very worried. So anyone who's got Alan Robinson should be on full, full alarm bells. And obviously Cup is just. I mean, Stafford doesn't look any other way. He just looks a cut. And I think I was one of them. I think we both agreed that he would progress a bit. Let me tell. But I think yeah, yeah. by the sounds of it and by the look of it, it doesn't look like it's going to happen. For as long as he's healthy, he's going to get 9, 10 targets and he's going to do well because he's probably the best receiver. So Yeah. yeah.
1: I just want to piggyback on that. I, I think I'm more worried about Agers than Robinson. I think Robinson will rebound. I think he's a buy low immediately. If I'm honest, in Dynasty I'm a bit more worried. I think I sold him to you actually, and I what did use the words "he could be washed" um, at the time of the sale, and we all had a laugh. But I, I'm less worried in redraft. For Robinson, um, I think he's a buy low. I'm.
2: I about the targets, Sutton? Know... Do, do you think the targets? Yeah, I, so I can't, I, I can't I, I, getting I, enough targets to be worth. You know, we were all tiding him as a wide receiver too, but I just it, can't get yeah. offense. He's not going to get enough targets. So Higby got eleven
1: targets, and he dropped off them. Um, I don't know how many, how, how many times he's going to get 11 targets. Thanks. Skoranek looked like he got six, just looking at this, and again, you know, it's, it's, it's going to bounce back. He was on the field. The best thing about Robinson, he was on the field every single snap, 99%. Yeah. So, that's a good sign. Van Jefferson got ruled out early as in touch the practice field. I'm surprised he didn't go on the pup to, uh, to be honest. They got Atlanta next week. He's bounced back he's in the bounce back territory for me Robinson
2: you worried about Stafford as well because he didn't look great I, he was, yeah the line he the line is worried. worried the line doesn't help but he, yeah he looked, go he back, back to that didn't look he, accurate no um and
1: even when he took off running he looked he didn't look great did he it's a sustained it's a sustained drives that's gonna be a worry for Robinson because couple get his what no matter what and then whether they can stay on the field usually a running game is good for that obviously because then you're looking at second five second and six instead of you know, third and third and eight, and then penalties. It didn't look great from the Rams, considering they were home. Super Bowl win, Sean McVay. I was surprised um, by that, but I'm not worried to, yet about Robinson in redraft. I think it's time in dynasty. Um, but
2: if, you, if Mike, you're not worried in redraft, why, why would you say like if if if? He, if well, I just, I just redraft, think I think it's going to be okay as well, isn't it? So it's the
1: amazing. only reason I get, get worried is if they sign Will Fuller or ODB will come back or whatever. I, I think the, tar- the the looking at that team this year, he will definitely get his targets soon, because yeah, it's, it's a not you've yeah, got Powell, a Powell, Powell, Tutu Atwell, Skaronic. These are not these are not players that are going to take targets away from Robinson when you know it all settles down. I think you know Van Jefferson when he comes back could be that, but he's injured at the moment. So unless he's, I think this is. You know, McVeigh's talked about Ogb coming back for ages. I think he's if they're in the mix, he is definitely going to sign there at the back end of November if this roster stays as it is. So that, that's worse. another worry. It's another worry for Dynasty. But again, redraft. I see Robinson getting his suit. I think he's a redraft uh, bounce back there next week.
3: Well, well, nice know. cheers, gents. Um, good summaries there.
0: And we'll yeah we'll keep an eye on uh, on the trajectory of Robinson, obviously, and he goes hopefully you know just back into the play. Just yeah. a quick
2: one, Matt. on the on the on the other on the other side. I just want to mention oh, yeah. Single Terry. I um mm. I think he's he looked good. He looks he looked he looked as fresh. He looked as good as he did last year, and he seemed to be getting bulk work. So I think he's uh he's a good he's a good you know player that someone you know might have got late in the draft. So yeah, um, look out for. I
3: think. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lot
0: of people slept on Single Terry. If you didn't, then. uh Good for you. Um, just a quick mention on you know, the first look at um, James Cook and Isaiah McKenzie, um, the latter being the better of, of the two last night. Any thoughts on those two? Thoughts? Not,
1: not interested in either. I think Crowder was in there a lot more than I thought. Knox only had two targets. That's going to be a, whatever is left from Diggs and Davis is going to be split between those two. You won't be able to start any of them. McKenzie got lucky with a touchdown. 'cause he was there at the time, but I thought a crowd would play well. And I think Knox is not going to be silent forever. Um and Cook is going to be eased in. They drafted him second round. You know, that's that is the lowest we're ever going to see Cook usage. Obviously fumbles. And if he carries on that way, he won't be but you know, again, if uh if you don't get your targets in a game like that where you're up and you're moving the ball well, um three or three or four targets not enough out of the slot. McKenzie got lucky of the touchdown, I think. Rob, any thoughts No, I,
2: I agree on that. I think it's, it's just going to be a split between those two, so you're never going to be able to really trust any one of them to, to start on a basis. basis. So, yeah.
0: yeah, nice one. All right, that takes us on to uh, news there. We won't have news with, uh, with a twist this week because we talked about injuries, and I, always, uh, I don't want to put a twist on injuries. Um, Niners tight end George Kittle, uh, groin injury, misses the second straight practice. Um, you know there's always that uh, that niggling worry when you're drafting George Kittle uh, how, how often is he going to play not a good uh not a good start of the season. Panthers uh, running back Christian McCaffrey obviously going one on one in a lot of drafts um is added to the week one injury report as well so alert basically um a lot of concern again, a lot of risk around drafting Christian McCaffrey either have you got any Christian McCaffrey
1: yeah, plenty forget about McCaffrey. That's not that's not news, but the the Kittle new, is news. I think that's danger. Yeah, it's always he's been his problem, not
2: it? It's always been his he's, problem. He just can't stay on the field. He's very, he's, he's probably the best tight end. It's just he can't stay. Mm-hmm. You know, he's probably a good basketball. <laughs> that's why he, I mean. but it, not not in
3: the draft or dynasty. I think it's just it's, uh, it's hard. It's hard to judge. Absolutely. Um... And this, let's move on from, uh, from the injury standpoint. We'll talk about a few other sort of limited practice or did
0: not participate as we talk through some of the names in the main topic. Um, but let's move on to the question of the week. And this one I've stolen um, from, from Twitter again. Uh, but to both of you, start with you, Tony, which player did you draft the most across yeah. your thousands of leagues? I know both of you Easy. Uh, drafted. This one's on. the
1: easy. What do you think? Oh, Chase Edmonds. <laughs> Chase Edmonds. Yeah, <laughs> round seven, six or seven, or whatever. You know, he was going in the Singletary range, just piggybacking on, on what Roberto said. Go on what he said about Singletary. How many carries did he get? Eight? Was it not, oh, eight look.
2: or nine. I think it was nine. Not, so, it. Two targets, so, two catches. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, in a game they were winning, I think they trust, I just think they... they so he's not going to use in the red zone really, he didn't run it, I didn't see it right, okay, this this ball's going to Singletary here, not once did I have that feeling in the red zone <clears throat> you know, he, he caught five balls I think um, but in a game they were winning and blowing out the team in the back you know, the, the fourth quarter, he had eight carries, 48 yards and two catches on two receptions, I'm not sure um, so, you know I, I took chase in that range when I was going back to that you know, I was all, all I'm Happy with taking chase over the likes of Singletary, whoever's in that range. It was an order select. I don't know um, if is going to have a blow up. I can't see the blow up games if he's not going to use the red zone, is what I'm going to say. No, that's um,
2: fair. But he does look good. I mean, for the carries, he looked good. He's not yeah. an RB1, or a, I think he's a, he's a flex play. But I think if you look at those numbers, I wouldn't be surprised if Edmonds is getting close to that, maybe just slightly more on the catches. I, I, I still think. Um, is going to get some work as long as he stays well, as long as he stays healthy he's going to get the, he's going to get the yeah. early work I think but he's, he can well we'll see we'll see yeah yeah we'll see I he's had, had, awesome.
1: one car- we had, we had one carry in pre-season and everyone thinks he's starting so um,
2: he's very good though when he plays he, he is good away. I've had him I've nice. had him you know play, he's won me
1: plenty of championship most as. but basically I think it's it's Edmund's time he was the auto-select for me anyway Matt um, uh yeah easy selection in that yeah. in those range
0: yeah loads of Edmund shares uh, don't I know it from the drafts I was in with you mm-hmm. um Roberto what about you mate who have you got
2: so I've, well, I've only really done one or two redraft leagues but if we're just talking who I drafted in like baseball, and on the most the majority is, is probably two players but we'll go back to him and as Cam Akers I've taken Akers <laughs> oh, no, no. He's probably one of my highest percentage own players when I was looking for my best ball leagues um so yeah, I'm I'm we've seen that some concern. So I'll probably go the other one. I'll just say it's Tony. There is Tony. I think um I've drafted him in other than our redraft, I've pretty much got him everywhere everywhere. Um so I'm 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 a bit worried though, because I just don't know how that offense is gonna perform. I'm not sure if he's gonna stay on the field. And obviously you now Sterling Shepard apparently is a is, is a full go for week one. Whether that in, impacts him, I don't know. It's just a very, very dangerous um set up and i think i just need to view see
3: how it all looks i panic but but yeah i've got concerns yeah fair Oh, no, good uh i mean where you're taking
0: uh tony he's worth the risk uh, he's oh, an yeah. exciting pick what's all about in those later rounds chase Evans, i think is going to do well mine is mike evans i think i took him everywhere um i could um not as uh, not as exciting, maybe, but uh, certainly consistent. So I will. Uh, I'll see how that plays out this year. A lot of talk about Chris Godwin. Um, if you read some reports, he's he's coming back as a game time decision this week. If you read other reports, he's not coming back to the middle of the year. So mm. the fun begins with those selection choices uh, and and all the uh, the rest of the stuff for Sunday. And let's get into um, some stats and sets. So. Um, this is the main topic for the week, as you'd expect. This is what it's going to be like every Friday night moving forward. Um, so your week one starts and sits, focusing on the uh, all of the Sunday and Monday games. Name one start and sit at each position, um, either of you, and then we'll have a, a, have a chance for... Um, our uh, bonus at the end because there's always going to be names you want to check out there or you'll just ruin the format immediately and start naming to your folder. but we'll see how mm-hmm. we go <laughs> so Rob let's go to you first uh because we always go to Tony That's first. A yeah I know mate I know, <laughs> you. you can me the low
2: hanging fruit for
0: a change. Yeah, it's not it's not a promotion mate but you know you're on your way. <laughs> um so uh you know Tony's the captain but uh, you, you know you get it. um so yeah let's start the quarterback position then um give us a start for week one
2: yeah so with the starts i think it's difficult because a lot of the a lot of the players everyone you know the top studs in all the positions you're going to want to start but i guess for this exercise i think the one that stands out most with the easiest for me matchup is going to be lamar jackson um against the jets they've got um you know the defense is all back so that's the concern the ravens could be just too strong and they don't do anything but at the same time he could come out and make a statement he still hasn't signed his contract so he could go out and actually, you know, tear the Jets apart with you know, his running, few, you know, for a few uh, touchdowns. And obviously Joe Flacco on the other side, you know, you've got to be concerned with the Jets offense. So it could be a complete blowout. Um, but yeah, you know, you could still see two or three Lamar touchdowns and, and maybe a rushing one bueno. or at least eight yards. I think it's a good, it's a safe, safe start. And
3: okay, now, Tony, let's move on to you for your quarterback
1: start. Um Jameis Winston. So, yeah, I think I'm going to do a little bit different. So maybe Rattik for the the ones that you automatically pick. in. these are some of those that you can probably find on the wire. But I do love the matchup against Atlanta um, in a dome. We'll see what weapons he got if Michael Thomas suits up, even if he doesn't, to be honest. I think a, they'll move the ball quite freely with Kamara, um, attacking that Atlanta defense. I think Atlanta will score some as well. I think that's a sneaky high-scoring game. So I'll keep Winston throwing. Um, So yeah, I like him as a start this week. Nice. Um, Let's go on to your
3: sits for quarterback. Rob, back to you. Let's have a sit for your position,
2: position. Um, I did put this somewhere. Maybe Tony might want to go on this because I think i a second. second. I'm
1: going to go with Tua. Tua against New England, and I know they're home, and I know New England's really struggled down in Miami for whatever reason, but. I just feel like New England, Bill Belichick will have a long time to prepare for someone like Tua. And I think they pr- he probably can slow him down. He's gonna have his weapons, as we know. Um, you know, I'm not over the moon, for example, for someone like Chase Edmonds. I'm I'm looking at New England, I'm thinking they will scheme things in a way where Tua might might struggle in his first game. So um if I can sit him, I will. But you know, he he's more like on the border. So for example, Winston and Tua. You probably drafted Tua, be in front of Winston. I would start Winston over her. A... Okay, does that mean you're you're ranking the uh, Patriots' defense high for week one? No, not particularly high. Just probably higher than the yeah, probably higher than the middle. So they're a bit of top twelve defense, the D. Um i I'm not scared of Tua yet until I see it. And Mike McDaniel's. I think they will run it a lot more as well. Which is two is not a running quarterback. So you know, I do see them going the 49ers route. And historically, you know Jimmy G numbers—they're not—they're not, they're not start worthy in you know, a one QB league ever. Um, I'm not saying that two is Jimmy G level. He's obviously got better weapons. But if we're comparing, you know, the Miami Dolphins look to the San Francisco 49ers' offense, then uh, it's gonna be hard for me to start him until I see it. I think for two. Okay, nice. Rob, to
2: um, you for a set. Yeah, no, no. I know we haven't gone through these. Uh, we don't know who picked, but I, I had actually two. of was one of mine. Yeah. I'm I'm we're on the same page. So my other one was um was Justin Fields. I think is a sit for me this week. Um, the 49ers yeah. are going to look, you know, potentially going to have one of the best defenses in the in the game this year. Um, so with his weapons not looking great, I mean, he did have a good preseason or well, last preseason game, where he threw a few touchdowns, spread the ball around. Well, um, you know, he's still got that Russian upside. But I just think in this game, in this environment, week one, it's probably some you know, you could see it going away where he's just you know, he's on the verge of getting pulled because he's having that, that bad a day. Um, you know, he's getting attacked from at all angles. So so yeah, I would probably stay cautious and stay away from deals this week. But he is a good upside play longer term, but just not this week.
3: Yeah, makes sense. All right, let's move on to the running back position then. uh, well, uh Tony, sorry, let's go with you guys. Let's have a start. Antonio Gibson versus Jacksonville.
1: Don't overthink it. Play him. Forget about the dog situation. Robinson's not there. They're not going to start McKissick or Patterson. Looked awful in preseason, but he's obviously made the team because of Robinson. It's a great matchup with Jacksonville. Um, so, Gibson to start for me. Might be one of the only times he has to start, <laughs> but if you've got him, you should play him. Yeah, the situation's been forced
0: somewhat, but yeah, Gibson is uh, a yeah, good play there, Rob.
2: Um. Again, I think. Um, I think Kamara is a. Is a good pick this week, <laughs> even though he's a t- he's an elite player. He's gonna start. It's it's difficult, to, you know. It's difficult to sort of say, oh, you know. Wait, dude, let's just let's just you're stop this. Like, for anyone listening,
0: who was about to Sit Kamara, you're <laughs> saying you should play him, right? You're saying you should yeah, play him. Hot
2: yeah. take. Hot take. Yeah, Hot take, yeah. No, I think Kamara and, really and Lamar Jackson. Alan Alan Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> someone,
0: someone, you've just sold uh, someone's headache, <laughs> all right, okay.
2: Well, I'll go with another one. I'm going to go with yeah. Travis Etienne, then. I think, um, he's a, he's a good play this week, um, in this matchup. I don't think Robinson's quite right, um, yet, even though they say he's a full go. You can never trust that on, on the first week, so he might be eased in. You can see Etienne getting a lot of catches this week. Um, you know, I think the offense should and did look like they were taking a step forward, with Trevor Lawrence. So, Opportunity for him to, to shine and, um, and you know, show what he was as a, as a rookie um, at a
3: college.
1: Yeah. I like that one because of what happened with eight kids in the last game as well. You know, he's a full go apparently, after his Achilles. Uh, and look what happened. He had three carries. So, I'm um, just to say the Robinson doesn't get the same. Yeah, acres. Yeah Absolutely. Uh, Tony, give us a, a sit the like running back position. Brees Hall, Jets, Baltimore. Brad probably got the same one. You draft him in the fourth round, so you think you're gonna start him. The chance mean Michael is gonna start, and I don't like that matchup against Baltimore. I think Baltimore's defence was twenty-seventh last year, it was awful. Um, I think they turned that around this year. So easy sit for me, Bruce Hall, if you've got him anywhere. Yeah, nice. There's probably a key theme
0: there of uh, some of these players where you don't know the situation, you just gotta let week one play out. Um, mm. and, and and figure it out from there. And then Michael Cart, Bruce Four one is an interesting one.
2: Robert, uh, for me, it's, J- it's Josh Jacobs. So um, I, I'm, I'm worried about the, the game script this one. I can see this being a gun slinging shootout. I think they, when they played the Chargers, the, the Raiders, last year, I think it was a playoff game, wasn't it? It went to overtime and it was just, it was just points galore. I can see something uh-huh. similar, but I got a feeling it's going to be more through the air as opposed to on the ground. And especially if, if the Chargers can take a stranglehold and get up early, see carr having to play catch up throwing the ball and obviously there's a lot of concern that Jacobs is not going to get the passing down work so they're certainly not going to have that much time to run the ball. So for me, Jacobs is a potential sit
3: this week. Nice. Tony back to you for wide receiver.
1: Brandon Ayuk is a start for me. And this is on the kill. I'm not I'm saying Kittle's not going to play in my head. <clears throat> I don't know why he would miss so many training sessions in week one. Um, so if he's a sit, Ayuk's a start. I think it's pretty much automatic. Any team I've got Ayuk in, will be in my lineup um, if I get the news the Kittle's out. Just because Lance's chemistry throughout the whole season, uh, off-season, has been good with Ayuk and you know the massive weapon has gone down in Kittle, so that leaves two. And I think any of those two, if two of those three are on the field with Stiebo Samuel, then that's enough for me to start them. Confidence.
3: I saw you go down from season. the fantasy owners. <laughs> Rob, why
0: do you um, see the
2: start? Yeah, so for me it's uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown, um, Arizona versus the Chiefs. Again, this could be this could be high scoring. Um, he's going to be the number one for at least six weeks, you know, until Hopkins comes back. There's no there's no guarantee he's not the number one the rest of the season, but they haven't got much else. You know, Rondell Moore was disappointed last year. Um, AJ Green is is just dust now, so it's you know, they've got a good connection from, from previous times in college and they hang out quite a lot together. So there's there's a lot of narrative there. So, so yeah, it's going to get his targets and I see him being a good start this week.
1: And nice. keep an eye on Zach Ertz as well, for the same reason I just said about Kittle. If he doesn't play, that's a good shout. Yeah. Nice. Tony, let's
3: have a, a sit at the wide receiver position.
1: Oh, I, I want to say DK Metcalf, but... Um, Oh, yeah, I, I think Lockett. I think Lockett. I, I'm just thinking about the the pat. I think Pat Sertain is big enough to go one on one against DK Metcalf. So Denver, obviously against Seattle. I, I if I if I had him, I wouldn't feel comfortable starting with him against that Denver D. And I think um, Sertain matches up kind of physically with him. I know Gino did actually look at Metcalf quite a lot last year. I think Lockett's the better player of the two, so I'm going to sit Metcalf if I can
3: well if that allows like that. Mm.
2: Rob you look nervous <laughs> at that take no no I think I said a few weeks ago he's a player I've faded and I wasn't going to be taken until late round so yeah I'm I'm on board TK Maka great talent terrible team so yeah no thanks <laughs> um, yeah for me it's going to be Jalen Waddle um, and there's a lot of buzz obviously I think a lot of people love Waddle including Tony um, yeah I think um, he's he's had a trouble with I think it was a hamstring I'm not sure for sure but he's been out struggling all at the end of the camp hasn't really built the same connection obviously it's a new offense so the, you know the connection that was there last year with uh, with Tua um, it's a different offense so it may run different he hasn't had enough playing time but also the matchup and I agree with Tony with New England um, Tua was one of my potential sits I just worry with New England they've always they always come up trumps with the defense and um, yeah i think uh it could be it could be hill and it could be just a run game um and not so much for waddle so for me he'd be a a, a face.
3: okay nice rob let's go back to
0: you for the tight end
2: start um so this one i'm gonna go i'm gonna say gerald everett and the charges mm. um i think he was quite a quite a buzzy player in the twitter for you wasn't he for uh for drafting mm-hmm. late mm-hmm. but i think you well like i think i said a few weeks ago if you're on a good offense with a good quarterback um and you're not taking one of the top guys then these are the sort of players you want try and get so for me it's a potential shootout with raiders um i think uh herbert's come out and said that he's going to be an in- part of the, the offense so that's all good he's a great athlete and you know can, the best you can hope for for someone like this sort of type player is something like four or five catches, 60 yards and a touchdown. So if you can get anything like that, it's a strong start for him.
3: Nice. Tony. Give
1: us a start. David Joku for the Browns. Uh, I think so. Again, for tight ends, I like to target. I've said this a number of times, but Roberto just picked one who's not in this category. So <laughs> Ekela is a pass catching back. So I won't be looking at Everett because I'm, I I'm in Palmer as well. Josh Palmer's a third target. They've talk, talked about him again. So anyone with a strong third receiver and a pass catching back, I'll be shying away from the tight end unless they're elite. But Njoku doesn't tick those boxes because Chubb's on the field for 60, 60%. 60% of the, of the snaps. So in their base set, he's competing against David Bell, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Nick Chubb. So he's a tight end that I like for that reason. I think he's could be even second to Cooper. Not too worried about Brissette. I think he's shown, he's obviously proven that he's good enough for a backup. Otherwise they would have paid someone else or Jimmy G would have come in. So, you know, he's he's good enough to sustain him. Um, um, and yeah, I like Njoku as a streamer or a starter, whatever you want to say in that range.
3: Nice two, two Twitter heavy
0: uh, picks there picks. This will be interesting to see how this plays out eh? on Sunday. Rob give us a sit for the tight
2: Oh, I had a couple of names but um I was gonna piggyback on the DK Matthew a fan but I'm gonna go with Cole Permet mm. another dynasty dynasty another Twitter favourite um and I like him this year but I've already mentioned justin fields as a sit I think I gotta go with his number two option in Permet uh, I just think the offense is gonna take it's gonna
3: struggle against this um team and I think you know he's gonna to struggle to get the targets he's gonna to struggle to get anything close to the red zone so me hey, this week he's a fade but I guess in, in draft taking it as a one so he's not really gonna have a chat choice of sitting him but he's someone I would be fade if, if I had another option okay nice Tony uh
1: Pat Frymouth probably I want to see it first with Trubisky. Again, looking at those three receivers, um, Pickens looks like he's come on and he's not going to come off the field on the outside now. If, if if Claypool does go in the slot, then you know he was a tight end. Let's not forget about that in college or half and half or whatever. Um, so he can play that big slot role, which will take away targets of Pat Framie. I already showed you they catch the ball all season last year. So again, third, third receiver with a pass catching back. I'm not looking for those tight ends.
0: Okay, nice. And uh, Rob, you've helped me out there because Paul Comet sits on my team and Smith sits <laughs> on my bench, so that'll be a decision I'll be making this week. Um, quickly then, before we wrap up the main topic, one name each, bonus name. You can't let this podcast finish <laughs> without like, throwing out for a, for a start
3: or a sit. Warn those listeners or, or alert them for something big for us. Let's go to you first, Tony. Jarvis Landry.
1: With Someone them. you can pick up and play. Thomas hasn't played for two years, whatever. You know, his relationship with Winston, I haven't seen it. We've already seen when Landry's on the field with Winston in preseason. He was looking his way. Alave is a rookie. So he needs time. Let's say he needs time. Um and then who are you looking at, you know, Triteman, Callaway, isn't there's nothing there. Landry start him. In any PPR league, I would start. Okay, nice. Well.
2: I'm going to throw out a wide receiver Treylon Burks, rookie uh, that has got a lot of a lot of commentary during the off season of being you know and un, and and then fit and unfit and then fit. So he's looked he's looked better I think when I watched him the last game. They've got the Giants um, at home. I still think he could be their number one target. Uh, usually I would say sit and wait and see what happens, but I think um, as a flyer, I think he could be someone. He could just
3: explode um, if he gets the targets. And I think the, the number fancy.
0: Okay, nice. Um, in the interest of time, we'll skip the, uh, the 101 draft, random draft, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll post that out on Twitter. Give you guys time to think about it. It's a, it's a tough one this week, I know, for both of you. And we'll get yeah. straight into the questions from Twitter. Another one we've stolen. This from the uh, Fancy Footballers, obviously a massive, uh, massive podcast. They asked a series of questions. I stole one of theirs. Um, so who on your team currently, so out right, of all the players you drafted across all of those days, of the league, who's mm-hmm. the player that scares you the most? Uh, Rob, we'll go to you first this time. So who's just, uh, just that risky player for you? But you wanted him, but you're I not sure about right that.
2: Um, so I'd probably say, if we just go on our, uh, just on the main, our main redraft this year, it's going to probably be Michael Thomas. Um, I took him late, but there's there's a chance, like Tony's already mentioned, that he, you know, he hasn't played for two years, so there's a chance he's just he's just not good anymore. Um, even though all the reports are the, the contrary to that, so he he's a worry. He he could be an, he could either be a real, real win, win you know league win potential player, or he could be a complete bust. Um, you know, with all that new target competition uh, and the offense. So yeah, probably Michael Thomas is, is got my biggest concern.
1: Tony. It is Kadarius Tony for me. I took him in a few. <laughs> uh, it, I took him in a few leagues because of the value, really, where I was getting him. And you know, around that, you've got safer players around where I was taking. Uh, the, the thing that keeps coming back to me is, you know, are you shooting for upside, or are you shooting for kind of safety there. The likes of Robert Woods are there around Kadarius Tony, but I always felt myself going for upside. Now he's looking at, you know, I'm staring him on my team. And I would easily start Robert Woods over him (laughs) now, and it's like, well, okay, well, why did I draft him in the first place then? If I'm really worried about him, Um, he's a player who obviously could blow up, as Roberto said earlier. Or he could be a complete bust, and he could go back to Shepard and Galladay for whatever reason could kick into gear. It could go through Saquon, and at the end of the day, they're the Giants. So there's a lot of worries there, a lot. Okay, there is Tony, and just makes me think sometimes, you know, forget about. Roster construction, the likes of Robert Woods, or you know, he was just one of the first player to come to my mind. There's probably others in that range where you would, yeah, locked in, yeah, starting in a PPR league. But imagine if he hits That's what well, yeah, the game, right? That's what but you've do. got to start, you've got to start him in those weeks. So, we're yeah, not talking best balls. You, you did ask me in my starting lineup, and I yeah. think he's one that scares me, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Those, uh, those headaches on
0: a Sunday and those, uh, feelings of regret by Tuesday. Mm. Always fun. That's when we play the game. And that's it for another episode of Play Action Pass. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you like this episode, please do follow us on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at underscore Play Action Pass and our website playactionpass.co.uk. We're always releasing uh, new video content uh, and tons of new content. So check out the feed, check out the website. Uh, and we're actively trying to improve all of our content. So please do take us on Twitter, let us know your thoughts, uh, anything we can do to improve, anything you like, what you want to see more of, all of your questions, uh, and we'll answer those on the show or we'll answer them on the feed, depending on their agency. Um, to reach out to us individually, find Tony at Lighttake 7 Rob at TeamBest10, and me at Matt May FF on Twitter. Like I said, send us your questions, We'll answer them on the next episode, or if this is
3: urgent, we'll get back to you on Twitter. Thanks so much for listening and support the show. Bye.